Hello, and welcome to episode four of Tea and Chats. Every Tea and Chats episode is an unpretentious natter about the stuff and bits and things that make up our modern world. Today's episode goes from online shopping rituals to dating as a parent. I mean, Jesus wept. But anyway, here is your official swearing warning. Um, This podcast contains um, explicit language, so please use your headphones or listen in a place where sensitive ears can't hear. Or don't. Do you know what I mean? That is always an option, but that's your choice. You have been warned. Um, At the time of releasing this episode, episode four, we have nearly released the whole of series one, which it just seems to be going by in a flash. So, you know, if you haven't listened to the other episodes, catch up, catch up on the other episodes. They are amazing, even if we do say so ourselves or I say so myself. Um, follow us on Instagram. That's be really good because there's loads of little bits and things that we pop on there that's quite nice and we can chat with you a little bit more on the Instagram. And as always, I'm asking constantly, but if you could share us with your friends, we would really appreciate it. A podcast recommendation is worth its weight in gold and it's the only really way, real way that a podcast like ours is going to get to new ears. So we would appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, side notes for today's episode. Um, I mean, it's a little warning in the first side note. I do hope that Stuart's Alison Stedman bit is not too piercing. But you know what? There's just something so innately funny about your mates doing bits from films. I mean, tell me I'm wrong. Um, I was a white musk girl, if truth be told. I just want to keep the transparency really, you know, clear on that um and i mean i hope that what we discuss in this episode shines a light on the plight of us dyslexic users of online dating apps just let that sit with you for a minute anyway all of this will make sense or at least more sense when you've listened to the episode so bruise on Come on, let's get going. So I actually have to thank you because the other day when we were on the phone, um, subtext for your listeners here, um, we, we do speak on the phone outside of the confines of this podcast. Oh no, isn't it rotten? But um, it we is were talk- the very inspiration for this podcast. Our phone calls, <sighs> epic, so meta. It's all come full circle. But we were talking. Go on, let's bit. talk more about how I inspired you. Okay, well, I mean, let's not get daft. But um, <laughs> this is a specific <laughs> instance. Um, so we were talking about because I was looking at courts because it is getting cold here where we are. Um, temperatures certainly dropped, as Minan would say. And I um, had been to a friend's house and she has great gear. She's got great coat gear. She's got top shelf coats. Yeah. Do just clarify that you were talking about coats there and not yeah, the other reading of gear. Shelf coats. Yeah. She's got that, that kind of coat that you can get changed underneath for wild swimming. 
there you go and we'll come back to that because i want to hear more about that oh mate um, so we were talking you. yes <laughs> that's the phrase you really latched onto isn't it i um, like it so we were talking about investments in coats on on that i just bought two coats they were both on sale but even so um from a well-known website um, which i'm not going to mention because they don't pay us uh, anyway and then they can though they, they can, can do if they want to and then we'll reveal their name until such time cope um but uh um, you talking you, about just to say uh, that's okay it's hair sauce oh no <laughs> right you always a quid anyway uh bleep that mister is just gone but you would use the example of boots didn't you um saying you know boots are the thing to spend money on I Agree. am a frugal northern woman and proud of it, but I will spend a pretty penny on boots. Well, I'm just heels, though, again. <laughs> Clearly not. Um, but inspired by that, it was whirling around in my brain. And I was sat there this morning and I was like, I'm just going to go on the Doc Martin's website. Oh, they've not paid us either. We're accruing now. And um, have a look at their vegan selection. And um, I treated myself. I ummed and ahed. You know, like when you put something in your basket and then you don't immediately press buy. Every single just... time I buy anything. Exactly. And you just leave it there. And then I thought, and I realized that I had about 10 minutes left until I couldn't have next day delivery. Not that I needed them that quick, but if the option's there, I'll take it. Yeah, but um, that's where they've got you. Well, this is the thing. And it was 5-2 and I just spent, I did this thing that I sometimes do. I held the phone away from me and I just pressed my finger in the middle near the buy button. And I thought if it clicks buy, then it was meant to be. If it, if it clicks go back, then I'll know not to bother. Anyway, bloody clip by, didn't it? So some kind got... of divine inspiration on your finger. Do you know what I mean? It was like the like of a, Venus. like the we the digital Ouija board of 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 um of <laughs> online shopping. Exactly. So anyway, I'm now awaiting a, a brand new pair of vegan Chelsea boots from Doc Martin. So um, that's how you've inspired me. Now I did not know. Silly, lily, 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 lily enough that the Doc Martins did the vegans. So they're actually full branded Doc Martins and yes. full vegan. They are indeed, yes. Well, isn't that just a lovely thing? Doesn't it's that lovely. just put a spring in our step for this modern world? It do, it do. I mean, it they don't do. do the full range, but they do a significant range. I they don't do so. the full range. What would the full range be? You mean that every boot that they do in leather had a vegan option? Well, sort of, but more like, you know, because they do special collections and collaborations and stuff like that sometimes with like pop stars or whatever. Yeah, things like that. Of, yeah. Yeah. So, for instance, at the moment, they're collaborating with The Clash. You know, they probably won't be in the vegan collection, but they are also collabed with i think it's it's not the museum of modern art is it the national gallery or something and they've done like a series with famous works of art on. they have got one called the bathers by uh, george surratt who's like my favorite artist um well he's not my favorite artist actually his work inspired my favorite musical and i thought i would love those but they won't be available in the vegan so do bear that in mind but not a bad selection of the old veg well, well done, the Doc Martins. I well mean, done, the Doc Martins. Lovely. People. You've also just, and I don't really know what we need to say about this, but I think we need to say the phrase again, a Chelsea boot. Don't you love that? A Chelsea boot. I mean, it's I very London-centric. It is. And in, in this podcast, we do like to cover all bases. Do you know what, what I mean? Was, what would you call it if it was from up here, like a, a Didsbury Stomper? <laughs> Didsbury Stomper. <laughs> That's got so many connotations. I, I know. Like I think it. I've dated a few Didsbury Stompers. <laughs> 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 or 
or more just, maybe I've dated a lot of stompers who said they were from Didsbury and it turned out to be and all Burnage. that Doc Martins on yeah it turned out to be Burnage <laughs> turned out to be Burnage hey I tell you Burnage is on the up I mean the whole like, of Manchester's on the up it's been on the up for 20 years been on the up for 25 years I was going to say ever since the Hacienda started winding down they're like oh it's still on the up don't you it's worry about it it's still on the up and don't worry the Hacienda will come back one day as the facade you wouldn't notice the difference. They don't get any more funding from the council. It's just now you've got to pronounce it Benage. Benage. Mm. Got some, it's, it's a nice housing stock in Benage. They have indeed, actually. We've been on right move. Anyway, we haven't said hello. Oh, yeah. We haven't said hello to our listener. Hello, hello listener. Hello, everybody. I'm Laura, and this is... Stuart. Stuart. Were you we going for a dramatic pause then, dear? No, I was just swallowing a bit of my tea. Just swap well and and yeah, so let's go straight into that. Then. Oh god. So now. So you've had a nice purchase on the on on the line, which I feel is dangerous, but we'll go into that another time. And you've um you've made yourself a tea and I've made myself a tea. So, mm-hmm. Stuart, what tea have you got for our tea and chats today? Uh today I am drinking a uh, rhubarb and custard tea. Oh shut up. I'm not joking. A vegan has got a rhubarb and custard tea. You're, what, are you, what are you drinking? I, well, oh, right, now, you see, this is where I feel like I'm brilliant. Well, well, let's see. I've done my own blend. Right. <laughs> Keep going. I've done my own blend of tea, which right. is chamomile and ginger. But it's my own blend because... Right. Instead of buying them silly ones that are chamomile and ginger together, they're not silly. I'm just saying they're silly now to be all cocky. Um, I've put a ginger tea bag. Right. I think I think it's actually a lemon and ginger tea bag and a chamomile tea bag in the same cup. That's how I've blended it. Do you know what? I'm really happy for you and impressed by that. I think I'm a genius. I yeah. mean, I'm inspiring people all over the world here. Can we? Can we just say that? You know what I mean? I'm winking, listener. Uh, okay, uh, uh, a couple yeah. of people in Stratford that have just gone. Oh, I never even thought that hamper from Christmas. No, but then you don't have to buy a load of schmancy blends. Some blends are nice. Um, you can blend yourself, but also rhubarb and custard. Yeah, as a tea. Rhubarb, 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 ruins. Now the so, yeah. rhubarb, the rhubarb I'll get with the rhubarb I'll get with because that's a fruit, and I've got nothing against fruit teas. Right. How the Frickety frack, do you get custard in a tea and leading on from your Doc Martin vegan thing there, not have any milk extract in it? Because, because then just, it's not custard, is it? Well, it's just, well, things aren't always what they say they are. Well, your teas never are. No, but I, I, well, I'm not. Your a teas tea, but... are a charade. No, oh, they are. They're a okay. charade. No, no. no you're no. playing for, yeah, you're already playing Frankenstein. With your bloody tea bags, which, by the way, is, is counterintuitive for cost in the long run. Oh, you don't have to buy these fancy teas. No, you've just got to get six boxes of every one that you're going to blend together. That's really cost effective, isn't it? Yeah, but that's just like having loads of spices. You don't get the blended spice. You get the individual spices. And then as you're doing it, so, mm, and I think that probably is cost effective, but I'm not going to be able to give you the evidence of that because that's maths. Because you've just made it up. Because I've just made it up, but you say it with conviction and that's what counts. Well, it's a Rui Boss tea anyway, and that's all else you'll get. A Rui Boss tea. (laughs) I said what I said. (laughs) I said and I stand by my Rui Boss tea. Um. It's not Rui Boss, okay? What? 
It's not Rui Boss. What do you mean? It's not how you say it. No, I know that's how Alison Stedman says it. On, oh, well, um, then that's Bob. fine then. Oh, because if Alison not... Stedman said it, then well, no, you no, no, no I mean, it. absolutely. I'm not, I'm not, that was not me being sarcastic. That was, she is somebody who can come in this virtual space and lay down laws. Well, yes. Do you know what I mean? That we will adhere to. Well, there you, I mean, you've got a bit of a connection with her as well, haven't you? This wasn't even planned, actually, listeners. No, listen. You are, you are an alumnus of the same school that she I attended. am an alumni of the same school as Alison Stedman. And equally, well, not equally, because, but just as talented in a sort Indeed. of way. Secretive yeah. that not many people know about. I agree. What is it? Come on. We'll be dead in our beds. Come on. Get it out. Because I've been thinking of it and I've not got the line. I'm going to fuck it up. So you've got to do it some justice. No pressure. I'm an alumni and I'm watching you on the Zoom bearing down. Yes. <laughs> you want me to say what school it was? No, I want you to. I want you to do. We'll be dead in our beds. Oh, Mr. Bennett. Are we all to be murdered in our beds? Oh, oh. Mr. Collins. Mr. Collins. Wait. Oh. Mr. Bennett, you must come and make Lizzie marry Mr. Collins, for she says she will not have him, and Mr. Collins begins to say he will not have her. The waveform on that's going to be bloody massive. You're going to have to yank that right down, aren't you? You're going to have to compress the fuck out of that when I figure out how to compress it, but it just (laughs) sings to my heart. Oh, hang Kitty, what has she to do with it? Never mind your locket, girl. <laughs> now, I was away this weekend at a, a, a workshoppy retreat. Indeed. And I tried to whip out, um, I've not been drinking. No, that's not it. See, I can't even fucking do it, can I? What is it? I've not had a drop. Oh, no. What I've is it? Had, your brain's... I've, I've had, had nothing, nothing to, to drink. drink. You. You. Lady, <laughs> and then she's like, "I haven't. I haven't. You liar! You'd had all them brandies, and you'd been to the pub. So don't tell me you haven't been drinking." So anyway, I tried to whip that out at the dinner table. And how was that? Well, I mean, I had to try and define it. Couldn't remember what it was from. Couldn't remember the context in which it was originally said, and just but was going on about out. Me and my mate Stuart say it to each other all the time. Stuart's really good at these kind of quotes. And I've just started saying them without any really deep understanding of their their context. So whenever I whip them out, it's always a little bit dodgy. No, it's fine though. There is precedent. I'm pretty sure that's how the Bible was written. So (laughs) That's just how any conversation with either of us goes. Do you know, whenever I mention the Bible in my head, I can hear. You know the start of Circle of Life Why? Has, I don't know But my connotation of the Bible right here, right now Connotation? Connection? Yeah Kafunkel? We're allowed to define what we mean Yeah Is um, the hymn, that one of the hymns that we used to sing in primary school Which the chorus was And the trees of the fields shall clap the hands Oh I mean, is that what we, weird fucking voodoo shit was this? Is that we plow the fields and scatter? I have no idea. Oh, thought so that was odd as well. It what they plowed them with? Landmines. <laughs> the other, the, the other lyric of him that comes to mind is 
led like a lamb to the slaughter. I've put a lot of effects on that. But that those sounded the- like <laughs> that sounded like the thing even the funeral does, you know, the easy ready, easy ready, easy Well, you know, it was the nineties where they were still taking hymns relatively seriously then. And 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 one teacher sure. took that particular hymn very seriously and he was kind of gaunt and, you know, sort of bearing over overbearing sort of oppressive kind of i'm sure it was lovely you know it was just teaching a load of teenagers it's no wonder he had that face on him but um, i mean fair he would always give it a bit of gusto anyway never mind the bloody bible let me tell you about my biblical moment oh do i've been bloody wild swimming you've bought vegan bloody boots and i've been wild swimming i mean could you get any more modern listener you know like we are like the <laughs> archetypes <laughs> Of the world, of the world, such big. Anyway, I've been wild swimming with my dear, dear, dear friend and wonderful colleague, an incredibly talented lady, Nick. And um, and she's got a right nice setup there in in Northumberland. And that's where the, the retreat Ooh. was. And it was all lovely. And we got to do loads of voicey stuff and things like that. And that's good. And exercises and got to eat nice food. And we nipped out for a bit of wild swimming. And it really is. No, I will say it is. It's transformative. You know me. I don't like to buy in to a fad. In fact, I'd rather I'm more at home with, you know, being a little bit disparaging about those kind of things to a certain extent. Because I'm quite nice, really. Anyway, she took me. We went up there a while ago, but it was summer and we went in it and it was a biblical moment then. And we had a biblical moment now, but a very kind of whim, whim hoff. I think it's Wim Hof, isn't it? I think it's Wim Hof, isn't it? Because it was bloody freezing. It was Why? very, very cold because it was just after the bloody storm. There were all these, the, the water was high and everything. So it really was a test of endurance to get in. But I tell you what, I was getting like dizzy, you know, just trying to put my feet in. And then because it's like in this little kind of gorge where the river is obviously carved through the rock of the landscape. When once you'd got in, which was a task within itself, I sort of just looked up, and then all you can see in my peripheral vision is these green hills, and then this absolutely gorgeous blue sky as my whole body's like transforming. And one thing that I could feel was the fucking like muscle that I've not been able to release for about the past six years in the back of my neck, <laughs> and that was going like that. But everything else was going, oh, yes, I'm embracing this lifestyle now. I shall go wild swimming every day. That's what my body was saying. I came back and I had Aldi chicken version super noodles for my tea, <laughs> you know, to keep it real. It's all about balance. Yeah. No, I agree. It's all These about balance. It's all about balance. <laughs> I think we take and find these little moments of inspiration where we take and find them. And I'm really happy you've had a lovely experience with that. I have to be honest, it sounds God awful. (laughs) Only because of the cold, I'm not disputing. I'm not disputing the efficacy of of it as a pursuit. No, I know you're not. But also, do you know what was quite funny then? I was just about to say to you, oh, I was talking to somebody on the phone about it the other day and they didn't really feel like they wanted to do it. And it was you. It was me. I mean, but then again, you know, I won't be disparaging because, as I say, we all do have our own formative experiences. You know, I had um, I had an almost religious experience when I went to the Jay McDonald concert, for instance. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. 
Yes. What you need to know this now. I mean, for for yes. this is, um, and it all comes full circle, really, because we started off on course, and <laughs> <laughs> so I have a friend, colleague, lovely person who, um, inspiration and icon, inspiration and icon, who is has a slight obsession, relatively healthy as as they can ever be with. But obsession you know, is absolutely one hundred percent the word. Yeah, as definitely. Is Greece. Has actually made their own shows about this person um who is and about their know, obsession indeed do you the, remember the, obsession the perfume i do sorry that's just popped into my head i just had to get that out now coats jane no it's fine it's fine it was always a toss-up between that and charlie red charlie but, um, red i Ooh. love charlie red oh a memory do you know and then this is weird connotations as well because as soon as i said charlie red i started thinking of the cabri's caramel advert you know, only and this, the we, we come from the golden age of advertising, obviously. We really they do. Got us. They, they got did. us like they nobody's were proper, business. Though. They were stories and like iconography that you could buy anyway. I digress. Iconography, I think we're stretching that a bit far to the Charlie Red advert. But well, I don't know. But I mean, anyway. So, anyway, anyway, Jane, we're, we're, we're veering so, off a very lovely thing we here. We are. Much like Jane does in most of her <laughs> documentaries. Anyway, so this lovely colleague invited me and another two colleagues to go and see Jay McDonald at the Lowry Theatre in Manchester. Now, hold on. It wasn't just a, oh, shall we come and see? It's It turned into a pilgrimage. Let's be let's be clear. It was a bit of a pilgrimage because my other colleague was going to make us go for vitamin C injections as well, which I wasn't really a fan of. Um, what, because, I, because to get... Yeah, was exactly. there a correlation? Correlation was the word I was looking for before. Yeah, correlation between vitamin C injections and 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 Jane. No, although right, okay, just checking. I did feel rejuvenated afterwards. I didn't have the injection, listener. I really didn't because I did thought, you go swimming in vitamin C? I did. Well, I had a grapefruit juice, but um, and then <laughs> which was very tart actually. And every time I drink that, I think, thank God, I'm not on statins. Um, because you can't drink grapefruit when you're taking those. Um, because it interferes. What with a it. shame! I know. <laughs> I don't even really know what you're talking about. Again, it's one of those moments. But anyway, it's right. Medication. So anyway, that these colleagues are all icons within themselves. I mean, icons. I, the, the group going to this was just there was a lot of um. Well, the gays were heavily represented. There was some homosexual representation. I mean. Ooh. Going to a Jay McDonald concert. Honestly, I tell you, she came out on stage that night and she was like, oh, I bet Canal Street's deserted, isn't it? I bet <laughs> I it's bet a it ghost was. town, isn't it? It was her fan base is all people and gays and all gays. That's where the Venn <laughs> diagram is. All gays. That's where the Venn diagram thing is. Anyway, so we were all set to go, been excited for ages. We were like, this is going to be Camp AF and we're going to have such a good night. Um, one of my colleagues uh, messaged me and was like, um, I don't know if I'll be able to come. I'm disguising his voice. Um, oh, no, 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 like, no, no. Hold on. Sorry. I've just got to pause you there because actually well, how we got onto this beautiful conversation in our actual genuine real conversation, which we tried to bring to you <laughs> listeners as fresh as possible. It's all a front. It's fake. <laughs> yeah. Um, was that you received an email while we were chatting once it that said, I girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So this colleague had emailed me after I'd sent a big, long, serious email to the email with Ayagale, and which was nice. He's very, very scouse. Oh, he's lovely. We love him. He's like, I don't think I'm going to be able to come. This is like, the same colleague like, listener. Um, 
I'm having a procedure. I don't know if I should share what the procedure is. I don't think it's that bad of a procedure. And also we've no, not but named it's not... the person or the place so that you are I'm colleagues. Having... Okay. Okay. Well, not let's just suffice or anything. it to say. Um, that, no, you're not spoilers. He was having um, a hair-related procedure. That's as far as I'm going to go. And I said, oh, Nobody right. You okay. can guess what that is, can we? So Again, said, oh, right. going to Jane McDonald, who may be mm-hmm. the kind of man who gets a hair kind of procedure. Who goes, hiya, girl. Hiya, girl. <laughs> We've painted a picture. <laughs> Thank you for that. I said, oh, right, why? Why, why not? I said, well, I've had the procedures on and they've told me that I've got to sit bolt upright and I'm not allowed to bop my head. And I was like, well, could you not just not bop your head? He's like, are you messing? A chain? I'll be bopping all over the show. Anyway, so he said, I'll let you know. Uh, and this all happened over Twitter as well because I realised I didn't even have his phone number, which makes it even camper. And then um, in the end, he would he wouldn't go. He wouldn't go to Jay McDonald, unfortunately. He wouldn't go for shit. fear of bopping his head to for dislodge head. something to do with his hair procedure. Exactly. And then um, you know, so we were all a bit bummed out, but in the end, it turned out to be absolutely fine. You see, because all we did was us three that were still going just absorbed the cost of the ticket the fourth ticket and then we used his chair for the coats so <laughs> i love the way that that comes around to that because it's it's it it's a satisfying end to a story and yet a not satisfying end to a story because what really <laughs> put you just don't worry don't worry listener there was no financial hardship because they all got to put the coats on a chair i think we only had to put in about four pound each <laughs> Does Jane not go for a does Jane not go for a costly price? No, in fairness, I think it were about 30 quid. But you know what? In all honesty now, and I don't often say this, being the frugality, frugal fraggle that I am, I would pay double because it was one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. From the beginning when she came up from under the floor in a sparkly, She came up from under the floor. That's camping itself in it. It was like in the opening it. of Chicago. If Chicago was set in like, you know. Brig house and um <laughs> Wakefield. Come on, babe. Why don't we pay the town? Put that back. No. Um <laughs> she came up singing Queen of the Night, Winnie Houston. That's you know, a think- stretch. I I I've got some questions about that. Not questions that I'll actually ask her or Whitney, but that's a bold choice bold. for I mean, Jane. I feel I feel I'll that's give Jane a bold. Her due singing wise she's got the chops that well woman there you go then you know what that's fine then isn't it really because that's a it's a belty song isn't it? honestly she come up and it's like in my head i mean it was beautiful but in my head all i could do was i've got the stuff that you want <laughs> i've got the thing that you need but it wasn't she she sings beautifully i've got more oh, than enough, enough to make you faulty your knees hey up i'm hey, the up. queen of the night no. night the best though was the end. Oh, you did just... do it. Queen of the night. The night. night. Oh yeah. Oh I. Oh I. Oh I. That was brilliant. The best part though was, and I will stop talking about this. I promise. The best part was it's, the whole thing heaven. was um, the audacity of the woman though, and I say this with love because the thing about Jane is you can't be offended by her because she's so sincere. Do you know what I mean? She, she, nothing. In other she, situations, we will not take that as, um, as, as the reason why you can say stuff. No, but go that's on. true. <laughs> um, but like, 
she ricochets from like ultimately camp to genuine, honest sincerity and love, which makes it even camper. So like, even when you think, mm, should she be singing this song? And of course, it's not for me to say whether you should be offended or not. But like, you sort of just go, oh, it's Jane. You know what I mean? Um, although I'm not quite sure that I forgive when she did that cover of Jai Ho in Asari. Oh, I don't think I forgive that. No, that's, that's not, no. No, but that, that wasn't on this tour. But right. the audacity of the woman, she came out for like one of her fake encores, you know, because there's always about three with everyone you go and see. I don't like that. I'm like, you just tell me it's an encore because otherwise I'm halfway to the bog. But, um, yeah, that's because you're dying to get out of any social situation, even if you're enjoying it. That's if you're true. a second, you'd be off. And that's so true. Like, oh, she's gone right. Go, go, go. Get uh, see you courts. later, bye. I've got to get my train. Get the courts. Don't forget the courts. And uh, no, it's lucky I did actually, because I only barely got home that night. So it was lucky. Um, but right, what does she do? She did um, a cover or covers of Freddie Mercury singing um, Barcelona and the show must go on. You know, all the sort of big emotional she ones. On. Yeah. She did That's it all so in a ironic in her I know. show. I know for the encore as well. <laughs> she um she'd have been better off leading with that as a sort of prelude, but I uh, digress. And she did the whole thing in this blue ball game with a rap stood in first position, you know, like in ballet, not moving. And then she well, that's turned when around. you know it's real. That's when you know the sincerity is real, isn't it? Well, I mean, she was in the West End production of Romeo and Juliet, the musical, that oh, well-known property. Um, but, yeah, and then she turned around dead stiff, you know, straight back like she'd been walking with boots. And she walked <laughs> off up them steps. And then everyone was like, oh, you know, that was quite serious. Those are the songs that Freddie recorded, you know, towards the end of his life. Anyway, she rips the ball gown off and comes back down singing instant replay. And I thought, oh, come on now. She's like, you set my lips on fire. <laughs> and the mood changed. And the mood an changed. Instance. You've got these three dancing girls in the corner. They were very dumb. Don't, don't I set that mood. Like, they were like walking around in circles. Instant replay. <laughs> like, you know, like the villagers in like a really low budget panto. They were all in a corner. And she would, oh she would just, God. oh, for God's sake. I'll tell you what, oh, bless her, though. She's good at covers. Um, as a songwriter, I've got thoughts, but I'm not going to sully her name on here. Well, yeah, let's leave Jane now. I yeah. think, you know, because also it's a gift that can keep on giving that Jane McDonald concert. So let's not, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let, let, let's leave something for the listener to come back for. For sure. Yeah. So Stuart's opinion on Jane McDonald's own songs. Um, what's my asthma's inbox looking like, love? Because we, we 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 had a, 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 you know, that first show was dominated mm-hmm. by it's, the content. Anything anything interesting in there? It's barren. It's, oh. it's about as full as as a Lib Dem donor convention. <laughs> um, there's nothing doing. Where have the Lib Dems gone? Where have all the Lib Dems gone? Long time passing. <laughs> Where has that Jess Phillips gone? Long time ago. <laughs> they went off grifting everyone. <laughs> when will the British public ever learn? When will they ever learn? I mean, it's their fault, though, to be fair. I mean, they I, caused all of this. Mate, They've orchestrated I, all of I this. do not love me a conservative in any way, shape, or form, but the three party system at least created some kind of like, you know, um, facade yeah. of 
of working politics, that it was actually about, you know, the content of what they were going to vote for. Exactly. They were thinking, and now we've got to this two-party bollocks, you know, with twat face truss. I know. Anyway, we can't go into that, listener. But, it, no, we but can't. anyway, but all those anyway, Lib Dems that are hiding say, there. The Lib Dems have, have dissipated like a wet fart at a matinee. They've all yeah. gone, and we don't know where they are. They're all in hiding. They well, like they're all in hiding. It's their stupid fault, the little bastards. What else should we talk about? We've talked a lot about little things. I was going to talk about, you know, dating as a parent. Oh, I know nothing about this. You talk. No, well, yeah, because you're not a parent, are you? So I'm a parent. I'm a single parent. If that hasn't come up, it will It will again, because it's pretty much my whole life. It's not my whole life. I record this podcast at 10 past nine of an evening because <laughs> I've just got so much to do. I did go wild swimming, though. So I am, you know, doing things. And I mean, I, I was thinking about what I wanted to say as dating as a parent. And I tried to talk to some of my other single parents. And really, the only the only kind of interesting thing about dating as a parent is just how kind of pressurized and hilarious it is in terms of time. Because say you're in that kind of routine where you've got every other weekend with your co-parent or the other parent and say you are a primary carer right and we'll do other examples as well because there's many many examples you've got you've got one weekend within two weeks and you've got to fit everything in it's like no messing about you know you'd be like right well I've got to get me romantic dinner in I've got to get me Netflix and no chill I've got to get me Netflix and chill We've got to go and do something cultural and nice in the day and a walk and have a meaningful conversation and have time in silence, all usually in one night. Because if you're dating, you're not going to take up somebody's whole weekend, particularly if it's their whole weekend without their children. Exactly. It's so hard. It's ridiculously hard. Hmm. But that isn't really kind of what interested me I started thinking about that and 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 I do think I, I would like to go into dating as a parent kind of much more because I do think it is actually very interesting there's loads of interesting challenges I feel like I've got a massive challenge if I was dating as a parent which to be honest I'm not really because and, and this is the reason why because the pool of people that I've got to pull from as a heterosexual uh, woman in her 40s it's not the best Really? No. Heterosexual men in their 40s that have either not got in a serious relationship or been kicked out or left one. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really are looking for a little diamond needle. Sorry, a diamond in a needle in a haystack in that time. I mean, how the bloody are you going to find that? And you've got one weekend or two two nights in your week if you're a 50-50 person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so one of my friends and colleagues asked me to come on a singles night, which immediately was like, absolutely not. That sounds horrible. <laughs> absolutely dying. But then I remembered what it was like to be on those apps. Right? Oh, the apps. Oh, my God. I ate them. I ate them. They're just a lot of admin. Uh-huh. They're just so much admin. Life admin. More hey, admin like, to you. Exactly. And as a dyslexic, I I think I'm particularly encumbered in this day and age as a dyslexic single parent. There's too many things against me. 
I mean, one thing I will say for the apps is I a part of me kind of misses them anyway. I only had Tinder or whatever, but I don't actually miss the admin that goes along with it or, you know, the faff and the anxiety and what have you. But I do quite miss the swiping. Not because I'm 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 nasty or anything like that, but I just like looking at people and how they present themselves. I find that very interesting. Oh, it's dead curious. It's my, it's all my um, together friends, partnered friends, favorite favorite thing. My best friend from from younger times came over from America, right, and we went out for my birthday in the Manchester city centre, and she was having a right laugh on the app. I mean, I only unpaused it so that she could have a play on it because she was just so excited because I had no intention of going on any dates. I used to do that with my friends that had Grindr. Um, I've never had Grindr, but I do, again, I find that fascinating. I just Oh like, my God. Well, I mean, pull, that was one of my first podcasts, wasn't it? Exactly. Pull up everyone who's near us. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, do you reckon that's him? <laughs> that's the alluring thing about it. But seriously, if you are up for a date, then it's like you've got, You've got this time frame and it's an absolute nightmare. That's all I've really got to say. I don't know if that's that interesting. But the other thing that it really got me to thinking about, I'm going to get deep for a minute, listener here, is I am getting more and more comfortable with choosing, consciously choosing is how I've chosen to frame it, loneliness. And I know I've sort of jumped in there from from, from dating, but, but, but just stay with me because for all this chat, and I do love it all, the chat about being empowered and you don't need anybody else and you've got your own company. And particularly if you've got amazing friends and I have amazing friends, but I have in... I love. I know, you see. I have genuinely felt quite guilty about my moments of loneliness mm-hmm. because I have such amazing friends. Isn't that a curious yeah. thing? Yeah, I don't know, though. I actually don't think loneliness has much to do with being alone, though. Well, this is it. This is what I'm trying to say. Mm. And that, like, but I did feel that. I did feel that I had guilt because because, because I've got really great friends, because I've got friends who are incredibly emotionally sophisticated and and mature and communicative. And, you know, we break everything down, as you well know, babe. Do you know what I mean? I, I mean... Here we are doing it now. It's very messy. Here we are doing it. Yeah, exactly. And, um, but that difference between that romantic connection and mm. friendship. So I, but I'm getting more and more comfortable. And this is why those apps are paused for me. And I'm not particularly interested at the moment. Terrible pool of men that I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to jump up. <laughs> and that's not to say anybody that I have actually ever dated um, was a bad person most of the time. If they're like, listening. If it means you. But I'm consciously choosing loneliness over that kind of bad and dysfunction. I'm feeling very, very confident with that more now than I ever was because I have embraced a little bit. And I know that sounds a bit twatty. I've embraced that I'm allowed to miss that romantic connection. Yeah. So I've sort of got over my guilt because I was really thinking about like, people who have been in relationships or I've seen them or, 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 or in those, you know, those points in my life when I've been in a relationship and been pulled in to stay, pulled in to stay. Let's just work with that. Um, because of the fear of loneliness. Yeah. 
And I think you can have all that lovely chat of empowerment that I think is around a lot for people in relationships in general. Um, I do. I feel I feel quite empowered with it at the moment. And this, I think, and I really am going to get a little bit deep now. I think this is genuinely the first time in my life in my very, very early, very early listener, very early 40s, where I can say that I feel like I am consciously choosing the loneliness while still knowing that it feels shit. Whereas I think there's loads of times when I was younger, that fear of that loneliness, even though I was in in, in some ways, you know, like, like wouldn't put up with this or that, which mm-hmm. again, when you're in the moment, it turns to shit anyway. Hmm. We all we all have high ideals about what you know what our boundaries are going to be, and particularly when we're young. Yes, but yeah, that's very true. So I'm going wild swimming, and I'm embracing my own loneliness. And that's so interesting, you know, because I've been reflecting a little bit, not not because of anything that's personally affected me. Just you know how you sometimes muse on things, oh, and always. Um, well, literally, that's what we're doing. Um, but Laura and I, no spoilers, um, work with people a lot. Um, the majority <laughs> of the people we work with are younger than us um, in in one form or another. Well, there's only one way of being younger, isn't there? Let's face facts. But, um, you know, and I've been sort of reflecting on, now I am in a relationship, uh, quite a, a long-term relationship. Um, and I was just thinking... That you can just generally moan about him with love. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, you've been in a long-term relationship. Absolutely. No, 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 it's fine. Um, and I was just thinking there's there's a wistfulness, not a missing, a wistfulness when you're around particularly young people falling in and out of love um, and, and, and a recognition that even if, you know, the relationship you're in is not forever, not that I'm wishing that it's not, I hope it is, um, that even if you if you do become single again and start dating again, whatever, new romances and stuff like it will never be like that again and there's a wistfulness to that 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 is only captured in people under a certain age and experience um you're chasing that dragon aren't you yeah this is the thing and i just find that very say that like i love the fact because because we're on zoom listening so you know we've both said that with i think what may be read as a tinge of kind of like Oh, you know, you're chasing the dragon. That 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 analogy is not good. But we both had a very wistful, wide smile. Like, oh, but it were nice, wasn't it, when you were in <laughs> when you were laying that opium den in, in 1874. <laughs> oh, a yeah. lovely man passed you that pipe and put a pillow under your head. Hey, hey, it were nice. <laughs> I've watched some period dramas. <laughs> lollipop in a brothel for me but i'll take your point um <laughs> no, that's but... what i mean that wistfulness maybe that's what's happened to me maybe i'm not chasing that wistfulness anymore maybe, maybe i am actually like i don't think i want to and this is the maybe the rhetorical thought question we can leave with because i don't think i'm going to get to answer this i don't think i want to compromise and i think i'm very clear now mm-hmm. having gone through the life that I have gone through of what I'm absolutely not compromising on. And that is what I'm choosing. And and I know that to not compromise on some of those things is me choosing that loneliness. That's very conscious because you have to compromise in a relationship, watching those people that have got 
10, 20, 30 year relationships under their belt yeah. within within the circle of people that I know. It, it's nothing but compromise. So mm-hmm. that's the next question, I think, that where is that point to compromise? And as a, just to bring it back round to the single parent, that one's really hard as well. You For know, sure. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. as a single parent, particularly a newly single parent, but only, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's... Um, fair to say somebody will put it in the comments you know the one listen <laughs> um, yeah that your your child or maybe it's how old your child is or whatever becomes so paramount mm-hmm. that then you know that's another thing that's compromising absolutely that, oh, I love that wistfulness mm, it's nice isn't it should we end on that wistfulness let's end on the wistfulness can that I give emerges. you a little memory though just to um, just to end so today someone reminded me, do you remember the costume museum at Platfields? Yeah. <laughs> I know, doesn't it make you take your breath away remembering that? How good was that? I haven't thought about that in years. I haven't thought about that in years. Well, I'll tell you what, there's a lovely exhibition at Manchester Art Gallery, including some of the costumes that had moved from there this weekend. We should go to that. Well, I want to take I want to take my daughter. I was going to say her name, but I don't know if I should say her name. No, anyway, I wouldn't say her name. <laughs> the costume that was a top place. It yeah. was dusty as fuck, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? You well, I mean, it would be, wouldn't it? Went there. Loads of old dead skin and bugs <laughs> and hanging. <laughs> hey, we're, wist- we're we're leaving you, listener, wistful. Yes, wistful, contemplating loneliness and love. And costumes and boots. Yeah. And Jane McDonald. And what what might be we talking about next week? Ooh, you know when, what we might be on. doing? Well, oh. we've got a couple in the bag and we might be talking about pronouns. Oh, nice. Okay. Because we do like that one, don't we? We like a name, what's pro? Um, I love the fact that we've gone from dating to um from moaning last week to dating as parents and loneliness moan we are advocating moaning and loneliness here at tea and chats next up on tea and chats when wistfulness (laughs) becomes constipation what can doctors do anyway listener you either have another cup of tea ducks yeah go out to a shop and buy some poncy shit like stewart no stop or get your own blend going or go and go and do an attack on the um, the EU food mountain like Laura or something, and and you know just just stock up. Anyway, <laughs> we do hope you'll join us again. We very much enjoyed this chat. Ta-ta, bye bye. Bye now. Hi. We hope you enjoyed that episode. I bet you feel like you were at that Jane McDonald concert, don't you? I mean, what a little treat. And, you know, what are your thoughts on compromise in relationships? I mean, there has to be some, doesn't there? And on my notion of choosing loneliness, is the wistfulness bit only at the beginning of that kind of young love that Stuart was talking about? We would really love to keep the chat going and we can do that over on um, Instagram. So you can join us there at Tea and Chats. 
Uh, please, I'm going to ask again if you can share with a friend. Um, it is also incredibly helpful if you can rate and review the podcast. Really helps us just, you know, peek our little heads up in the sea of podcasts that are out there. Um, so Thursday, the 11th of May, is our final episode of Series 1. Honestly, I cannot... I just can't believe that. It's just flown by. So that one is from Take That to They Them. I think that this might be our best episode. So I do hope you can join us then. Thursday the 11th of May is when that episode um, is released. Right. We'll see you next time on Tea and Chats.